Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Faith. I'm Pastor Dustin. I'm the family life pastor here, which means I do all the stuff that's involved with children and families and raising children. That's kind of my role here. And uh, so um, before I get started, I'm about to jump way ahead of myself here. Before I get started this morning, um, I would like to invite up one of our elders, Newton Grotzinger, and he is going to share our key scripture with us this morning, and uh, after the service, he's going to be over by or in the prayer room, and if there's anything that you would like to speak to an elder about, please feel free to come up and uh, say good morning to Newton. There we go. Thank you, Dustin. Mm -hmm. As you can see up there, we're in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7, and it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk them over when you're at home, when you're on a journey, when you are laying down, and when you're getting up again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Newton. All right, can we go back to the first slide with the Stellar logo on it? Okay, thank you very much. Now, some of you were expecting Pastor Rob this morning. So, I feel like I owe a bit of an explanation mostly because God changed my plans about two weeks ago. So originally, this message was planned to kind of give a flyover view of our VBS program so that you guys have an idea of kind of what we're teaching and to build some excitement for the program. You know, it starts next Monday. Get your kids registered. We're building sets and we're setting up on Thursday at 6 o'clock at CLW. There's my little plug. Um... But God put something on my heart. He really laid something on my heart, and that's excitement is good. It's good to have excitement around the VBS program, but excitement isn't enough to make it successful. We need obedience. It's obedience that's going to make it. And as I get into this today, I am going to ask for some grace because I have a really big heart for our children and my words don't always come across great. Sometimes I falter in my words. I can admit that. So please offer me, extend me some grace. If my words are not coming across the way that I maybe intend them, please try and hear my heart. Okay, now let's start the message, shall we? All right, so this is, our, this is our main verse today. This is our main passage. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Next slide. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home when you're away, when you lie down, and when you rise. 
So the passage, now you've heard it twice, okay? It's a command that comes to the Israelites, the Hebrew people, from God through Moses. The first part of it, verses 4 and 5, are commonly known in, in Hebrew as the Shema. It's a specific passage, and it's one of the first ones that Hebrew children learn when they're starting to learn Scripture and getting into their religious education. They learn it, and they know it, and to me, that makes perfect sense because what's the next part? Teach this to your children. So they learn it, and they're taught it at a very young age. Um, at the time of Jesus in my study, uh, what it says is when they go to their their synagogue and their Hebrew school, they actually learn how to read from the scriptures, and this is one of the first ones. I don't know if they're still doing it today, but maybe the Jewish people still are. I don't know. All right, thank you very much. I got somebody more learned than me in the audience. It's always great. Um, so I'm going to jump to the end. I'm jumping to the end for a specific purpose. I want us to know what the goal is. What's Pastor Dustin driving at today? What's our purpose for being here? Well, our purpose for being here is this. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in truth. This is 3 James verse 4. There's no chapter. It's only one. So this is the prayer of every Christian parent, right? All of our Christian parents out there, I think, can agree that this is it. As our kids grow up and they move away from home and they go about their life to know that they are walking in truth. Every fear that we have a parent, if we know this about our kids, every fear that we have for them in their life gets tempered by that gospel message and we know, we know that we will spend eternity with them regardless of the hardships in this life. It means that they learned about God. It means that they learned who God is and what he says about them. And they learn that because we teach it to them. Teaching our children about God is important. Now, I know that school just let out on Friday for the last day of school. And I know we have some teachers here and you really don't want to think about teaching right now. But our teachers in the room, how do, we make things, how do we make our learners know something is important? We repeat it. We say it over and over again. Well, teaching our children is important. And we know that because it's repeated. If you uh, go on your internet device and do a Google search of verses about teaching our children, you will come up with quite a list. Okay? I copied a few of them down to share with you. Um, our main verse, our main passage is out of Deuteronomy. There's at least two other places in Deuteronomy where God tells us to teach our children. He says, but take care in, verse, or in chapter 4. Take care and watch yourselves closely so as neither to forget the things that your eyes have seen nor let them slip from your mind all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. Also in Deuteronomy, chapter 11, 
You shall put these words of mine in your heart and soul, bind them as a sign on your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, teach them to your children, talking about them when you're at home, when you're away, when you lie down, and when you rise. Of course, we can expect to see it in the Psalms. Psalm 34, come, O children, listen to me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Psalm 78. He established a decree in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and rise up and teach them to their children. Proverbs makes sense to be there. Proverbs 22.6, train your children the right way and when they are grown they will not go astray. And in the New Testament, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So we see that teaching our children, training our children, bringing them up in the Word is important. And hear my heart here. I mean our children. Collectively, our children. Our main passage starts, Hear, O Israel, and then continues, Teach the children. This passage is not necessarily directed at individual family units because they didn't live separately as individual family units like we do today and like we would understand that verse today. But rather, they lived as entire tribes, large communities. Sure, they had private spaces, But they had areas like shared kitchens, shared spaces for the men to gather and for the women to gather and for the kids to play. They lived in a communal, shared society. So they had had teachers for their kids. They taught them at home and they went and learned from gifted teachers, spiritually gifted teachers in the community. And so... What does that mean for us? It means that I have a role as a father, but that role isn't enough. Amanda has a role as mother, and that role isn't enough. And we have a role as parents, and that's still not enough. We need to have a community. My kids need to learn in and from and with a community of believers. That culture back then, they understood community in a very, very different way than we do. In a lot of ways, family meant community and community meant family. It was all intermixed. And for us, that's very different. Because now in our culture, when I think of family, and to simplify as much as I can, my family are the people that are sleeping in my house after I lock the door at night. And we can extend that, of course, to the people that we grew up with behind a similarly locked door at night. That's our family. Community then becomes everybody outside of that. The people that our kids see at school, the people that we see at the park, that we see across town, around town, 
people who live in close proximity with us. Maybe we interact with them some, maybe we don't. Now, understanding the difference between family and community then and family and community now is paramount to understanding what this command means to us today. It means we need to create that community. We don't have the same kind of community. We're very individualistic. So we create the community. And that's where the church comes in. That is why I am here. Not just on stage this morning. Okay? As a church, you hired me to help teach your children. You hired me to create this community through our programs like VBS, like Kingdom Kids, like Sunday School, Pathfinders, Swag, all of these things. That's our community. That's where we can bring our kids. That's where, as a church, we've created this community of learning for them. We've got teachers to teach them. We've got kids to come alongside of them. For the Israelites, God was central to everything. God was central. Religion was central to their culture. Their culture was central to their religion. Everything was intermixed. They didn't, they didn't have a difference between those things. In a lot of ways, they lived in a way that was insulated from the rest of the world. Obviously not perfectly, because if you read past Deuteronomy, especially into Judges, you realize they do a lot of things wrong. They make a lot of poor choices. But they were in a lot of ways insulated in that sharing of religion and culture and community. Today, as parents, we insulate. Our homes are heavily insulated. We protect our kids in our homes and don't think I'm saying that's wrong. It's good to protect our kids. It's a dark world out there. We lock down our internet access. We control what's on the TV. We control who comes into our house. We control what comes into our house as much as we possibly can as parents. Our homes are insulated and they are climate controlled by the gospel. The world is not. And our kids are not only spending time in our homes, they are going out into the world, they are going out to school. They're going to the park. They're going to the pool, if it ever opens. <laughs> Those are not insulated places. As parents, we don't have any control over the influences that are out there. Influences that are directly opposed to what they are, we are teaching them at home. But you're not alone. And remember, we don't have to have that fear. We have the gospel. Jesus tells us to go into the world. Our kids need to learn how to go into the world. And that's part of why we have these programs. Because these programs, I'm going to say they're partially insulated. We have the leaders. Most of the kids at these programs are from Christian homes. We are Christ and Bible-centered in all of these programs. It is a safe space. They are safe people. 
our kids learn in that environment. And with the other kids that are Christians, it's a great opportunity to find an ally. It's a great opportunity to build a relationship with somebody that you know outside of your home, in the world, that is a Christian, has the same beliefs you do. It can be somebody that you can talk about your faith with, live your faith with, in the world. They can become an accountability for you and help keep you on the right path. You can do that for each other. The kids can. Now, there are some kids in our programs that don't come from church homes, from Christian homes. They don't have a faith. Oh, that's great. We love that. Because not only do we get an opportunity to share the gospel with them, but our kids do too. Our kids get an opportunity with them to share their faith and live their faith with somebody who believes something different in a safe environment. The kids who aren't Christians coming into our VBS, coming into Kingdom Kids, Pathfinders, Swag, whatever, they're not coming in expecting whitewash. They're not expecting the same kind of interaction they would at school, the same kind of teaching. They understand that they're in a place that teaches Jesus. So it's an opportunity for our kids to learn how to teach Jesus to them. And it's great because that can also carry into those non-insulated spaces. The conversation that my kid has with another kid who's not a Christian that starts at Pathfinders might continue at school. It might continue at a park out, out around town. Now, they learn how to build relationships and love the way Jesus does by watching the leaders also love all of the kids in the room. Regardless of their background, regardless of their faith or lack of it, the leaders love all of these children. Now, talking about these relationships with our kids and coming and building each other up and being allies and accountable, I am going to admit to you right now that that's not going to be perfect because it wasn't perfect for me. I can admit I had a really good friend throughout school, went to church together, Sunday school, VBS, youth group, for years, he and I spent time together at school, in the community, around town, at church. And he and I were always really good at finding trouble together. And that's, that's part of it too. That's part of it. Our kids will make their own choices. I believe many of them, most of them, do make the right choices. And being part of these programs and these opportunities is growth. Some of them will become prodigal sons and daughters. But Jesus tells us what to do with them, and that's pray and watch and wait. Again, that fear is tempered by the gospel. This all works together to teach our children who God is 
and who he says they are. Not because I taught them. Not because you taught them. Because we taught them. They know how to love God and love people as they go through their lives. Why? Because we taught them. They know how to love as Jesus does and how to meet people where they are at because we have taught them. They will know they can trust God for guidance when sharing their faith with non-believers. They will know the value of church, of the local church, and being involved. And they'll continue to be involved with church after they've moved away, after our influence as parents fades, because we taught them. They know how and where to seek godly guidance when they're grown and away from home, both from their parents and from people at church, because we have taught them. They know the value of being in a Christian community, and they will know. They will know how to be in the world, but not of the world. They will be the light of Christ. They will, which, that's what our VBS is all about. All right, that's my tie back to VBS on this message. Our VBS message this year is laser focused on being the light of Christ to all people in all situations. They get to not only hear the gospel, because every child at VBS hears the gospel, but they get to see it in action. Through skits in the morning, they will see somebody who doesn't know God encounter somebody who does and see how that person is loved and treated and built up They eat together, they play together, they learn together, and they pray together at VBS. But it's not only VBS. I mentioned other programs before. I mentioned Kingdom Kids, Sunday School, Pathfinders, Swag. But here's the mic drop moment. This is not just about our kids. We need it too. I need it. I need that faith community just as much as our kids do, and so do you. We need to be involved. We need to be part of a small group. We need to be involved with church. Be a, be a part of a women's group. The worship team, the building team, men's group, a prayer time. We need to be involved. Our faith was not meant to be a faith lived out in isolation. It's a faith to be lived out in community and then brought into the world so that more people will know. It takes a community, and we need community. We all need 
We all need to eat together. We all need to play together. We all need to learn together. We all need to pray together as a community of believers. Now I've reached the end. I want it. I want it to resonate in my heart through the rest of my life when I hear about my children, all of my children. All the children that I teach and I claim and I know and I love, I want it to resonate in my heart whenever I hear about them. I want to quote 3 John chapter 4. That it brings me no greater joy than to know my children, all of my children, are walking in truth. And remember, John isn't talking about a biological child. He's talking about an individual that he has raised in the faith. Just like Paul writes to Timothy, you are my spiritual son, my son in the faith. And maybe more importantly, definitely more importantly, I want it to be said about you. I want it to be said about you and your children, about me, about all of us from the throne room in heaven, from our heavenly Father. I wanted him to say about us that it brings him no greater joy than to know his children are walking in his truth. Would you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, today, today we thank you so much for all that you do with, for us. We thank you for the people that you've placed around us. We thank you that we have this opportunity to create and grow this faith community that you have intended us to be in. We thank you for leading us and guiding us. We thank you for speaking to us through prophets like Moses. We thank you, Lord, for the children that you bless us with. We thank you that you love them more than we ever could and you want what is absolutely best for them. Father, help us to teach your children well. Help us to seek teaching. Help us to be and to raise the people around us to bring you that great joy and to walk in your truth. Father, we lift this up to you and we commend our children to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.